All right, Thursday, May 14th, uh, 2020. Um, I'm going to start off with a little bit of a confession. I watch cartoons. I still do. Um, I still love superhero movies and shows. I can't wait for the day that Ava really starts to get into them so that I don't have to rush to change the channel when people come over. Um, I can just say that she's watching and I'm being a good parent. Um, anyways, there's lots of interesting characters and storylines and powers. Uh, one of the most interesting ones is this guy by the name of the Green Lantern. So follow me as I explain his powers. I'll try not to be too much of a nerd. So he's got this magic ring that can pretty much do anything, right? The only limitations are his knowledge, skill, and hear this, imagination. So he has this amazing power at his disposal. However, it'll only go as far as his imagination. Now, that doesn't seem like much of a limitation. It really seems limitless to us, right? The sky is literally the limit. His power uh, is as strong as his imagination. And I think that resonates uh, not just with kids and adults who love cartoons, but that concept resonates with all of us because we're so used to being uh, disappointed by our imaginations, right? We imagine things that'll never happen. So we sit and wonder what it would be like to actually get everything that you imagine. Have you ever thought of that? What would it be like if your power was only limited by your imagination? Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? I think most of us would think that it would be a good thing and we would love to have that as a reality for us. And then we meet the God of the Bible and we end up realizing that the heights of our imagination actually create pretty low ceilings when it comes to God and experiencing his goodness. If we try to move God's goodness into the apartment of our imaginations, his goodness would likely say um, that the space feels a little cramped, right? Listen to how the Apostle Paul describes God's goodness in reference to our imagination. He says this at the end of Ephesians 3. He's just painted this picture of how good God is in the way that he chose us, in the way that he cared for us, in the way that he unified his body to present this picture to the world. And then he's going to end off the first half of the book saying this. Uh, now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, or um, he's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Hey, did y'all hear that? When it comes to God's goodness and experiencing it, your imagination actually isn't an asset. It's a liability. If you depend entirely on your imagination to comprehend God's goodness, it doesn't expand your thoughts of God. It can limit your experience of his Goodness, Paul's going to come to the end. And as he tells this church to pray big prayers, what he's saying is, look, 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 God's goodness is not like the green lantern's ring, right? Where your experience of his goodness is limited 
to the realm of your imagination. So you better increase your imagination so that you can experience it more. No, no. What Paul's saying is this. God's goodness is going to supersede and dwarf your imagination. God is and will continue to be better to you than you could ever comprehend. He's able to do far more than we could ask or imagine. How do we know? Because he's already proved your imagination can't keep up with his goodness. He's proved it in creation and he's proved it fully and finally in Jesus. Think about this. Who would dare imagine to ask a judge to spare guilty criminals by sacrificing innocence and perfection in their place? Do you know who? Nobody. No one has that kind of imagination. No one would dare ask a judge to spare them by sacrificing innocence and perfection, much less ask that judge to take the one he loved most and treat him like a criminal in their stead. In Christ, God did immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Your highest thoughts of God and his goodness are drastic understatements. That's good news this morning. For those of us that are longing to experience the goodness of God, he's already got so much of it lined up, ready to lavish on you. And it's not dependent on your asking. So today, I want you to know that you can't out-ask God. God has never blushed at a request. You're on safe ground when you repeat the prayers of the Bible, asking for things that make him famous and glorious and attract people to himself are good things. We're not asking God for anything that he hasn't already promised. We're not asking him to be good in such a way um, that he's intimidated by our requests. God has never been intimidated by a request to show his goodness. And I pray that in faith today, you would believe that and show your belief by asking him to be good and praying that you would be able to experience his goodness that far supersedes our imagination or even ability to comprehend the depths of it. In hindsight, you have a good God who is uncoerced in his goodness towards you and his goodness supersedes your imagination. So go forth today in peace, in confidence, that God has already proven his great love for you in the way that he gave his son. He's proven that you can't out-imagine or out-ask his goodness. He's proven his love. He's proven his care. Rest in it. I love you.